0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Stump the Guru podcast with your host, Ari Galpa, the world's number one authority on trust-based selling and the creator of Unlock the Game. This monthly podcast will bring you guests from virtually every industry unrehearsed to try and stump Ari with their most difficult sales challenges. This podcast is for business owners, financial advisors, entrepreneurs, and sales executives. The guests in this show have only one goal in mind, to stump Ari. And Ari has one goal in mind, to overturn the notion of selling as we know it today by building trust between buyers and sellers.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stump the Guru Show. My name is Ari Galper. I'm excited to be here. Uh, This is our monthly show where uh, anyone has a chance to jump in live, ask me a question, any sales challenge you have at all. And uh, I can go and coach you through an answer to give you some insights to help you make a breakthrough. Um, uh, My background is 20 years specializing in one little niche called trust-based selling, where I built a large following and a whole philosophy around letting go of the sale, building deep trust with people, and having a whole body of work around what I call trust-based languaging, shifting your thinking, and really upgrading your sales skills uh, and the way you approach new clients to a new way of thinking based on deep trust with people. Uh, and um, my, my book is called Unlock the Sales Game. You can pick it up at our website, unlockthegame.com. And uh, this show really is for you, to allow you to jump in live. Uh, you can do that now, just go to stumptheguru.com, just like it sounds, that website, it'll forward you into the waiting room here. And if we have enough time, we'll we'll pull you in for a live question. And you'll get um, to, 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 to to try and stop me with your question, which is always kind of fun. And I'll give you some insights around that today. So I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, people from all over the world. I see a of people coming in right now. So glad you're all here. The theme today uh, is this idea of short sales cycles versus long sales cycles. I think we've been conditioned over the years to believe that selling is always going to be a long process. And lots of steps, lots of meetings, lots of emails, lots of follow-ups. It's an accepted a behavior that we assume is normal to have multiple steps and multiple, uh, conversations with people in our process. And, and I really believe that in many cases, a long sales cycle really is indicative of a lack of trust that was never created at the beginning of your sales process. And I believe that you can compress your sales cycle for multiple steps. In, in many cases, if you have a decision maker into one single conversation, to build trust with someone and identify if they're fit or not and get the truth as to whether you're going to work together or not in one conversation. And so if you have opportunities now that you're chasing, people you're following up with, people who haven't called you back, people I call ghosts, you know who ghosts are. People who say things like, I'll think about it, sounds good. And you're calling them back with a next step. You have another call with them, it goes well. Now they want more information from you to a next step. And this keeps going on like this in your cycle like this. It has to be broken. And you have to break it back, and and you fix it by figuring out where at the beginning of your process was trust broken. Uh, and I also believe, as, as a tangent here, that in many cases, agreements and contracts are designed because a lack of trust was built between both parties, and the contract is on to keep that trust together. So, in many cases, if you can learn the skill of building the trust with people in your sales process a lot of what you're used to doing will change radically. And it has for a lot of our clients over the years. So thanks for being here. Welcome to Something Guru Show. Again, if you want to jump in live to ask a question, get in the queue here. Uh, my co-partner, Steve, is on the background, just making sure managing everyone who wants to come in. And we'll just go uh, you know, shoot questions, give you some answers. We'll keep going as fast as we can over the next 30 minutes. So Steve, let's pull in who we have first in the line there, okay?
2: absolutely here we go another session so first we've got is sam i'm gonna bring sam on sam if you'd be so kind it looks like it's gorgeous in your background uh if you tell us who you are what your business is about i know you've been a regular participant but just to help the audience that doesn't yet know you know a little more about you
3: thanks steve thanks aria really appreciate the opportunity uh yeah look I'm, i'm a business consultant and a lot of people engage me when they want to improve their profits uh but i do a lot of work around productivity and time management um, and I love what you just said about shortening the sales cycle. My question is, uh, I'm actually, through your teachings and everything I've learned from you, I'm actually pretty comfortable with when I get to the end of a phone call and I get hit with that, oh, I need to talk to my partner or, uh, you know, that that sort of scenario where it goes off on that tangent. So I'm I'm pretty okay with that. But my struggle is... And hoping you can help me out is how do i avoid that in the first place i want to be able to i mean ideally i'd love to just say well is this your decision or is it going to be someone else i mean who else is involved in this whole scenario but I, I, i've got to be a bit tactful at the start um and I, you know the calls are usually set up okay i, I guess um but i want to ask you what you recommend from a maybe even a setup point of view or a languaging point of view so i can just flush that out from the start i know it's not going to be 100 percent, but i want to be able to just identify look are you the person that's going to decide this do we have to have another phone call maybe we can get them on the first phone call from the start you know that sort of strategy um look in,
1: in, in many cases the reason why they say i need to talk to this person about this first is because they didn't have the confidence in the conversation with you to make the decision themselves. I'm not saying in all cases, of course, there are cases where you literally have a business partner, you're 50, 50, and you cannot make a decision without the other person agreeing to that, that there are scenarios like that we cannot change. But what I have seen is that, If you have, say, a couple, you have the husband or the wife only, and they're nervous about the decision, they're not clear about it, they don't feel like you're the one for them, they don't feel 100% about you, then they will say, I need to speak with the other person about this. So this really is an issue that we, back to the basis of how good are you at building trust with people where they feel that you're the one to solve their problem? undebatably you are the one and when they feel that at a deep level they usually can pull the trigger on their own
0: okay. so really
1: we have to go back and think about sam it's not just uh, there are things you can say like for instance if you need to if i may ask if you're comfortable today with everything and you feel like we're a good fit are, are you, is there anyone else involved and needs to be involved with this process or are you the one comfortable making that decision You can say it in a nice way as possible if you want to try and flush that out. But I don't usually do that because I have seen from experience that if they feel that they've got the right place and there's no reason to look elsewhere, they can typically say yes and then tell their partner why they made the decision. But that takes confidence in themselves with you to do that. Hopefully that makes sense.
3: Yeah, no, it does. Okay. So I guess, uh, perfect. I understand what you're saying. And I like what you just said. I think that's a good backup. Um, it, it could be, you know, in its right place, obviously, because sometimes it can be too, yeah. too forward at the beginning. 100% right. agree with you. I guess I'm just trying to sort of work out all the different nuances. And there may be times where 100% the person will not, cannot make a decision unless someone else is there.
1: Look, look, and- If there, and it's true. If they say to you, I must talk to my partner first about this, here's what you can say. You can say, that's not a problem. I'm just curious. When you do approach your partner about this, what questions or concerns do you think he might have about this situation?
3: Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And that
1: yeah. brings out more of what's they're holding them back and you can coach them on how to address the issues Mm. or you can record the phone call and say would it be helpful for you if i gave you a copy of our call today our zoom call and and had him watch the conversation so he understands the full context of this rather than you attempt to to persuade him you laugh about it persuade him and they go yeah that's a good idea yeah i'll let him watch the video why shouldn't i do all the selling (laughs) (laughs) fair enough that's
3: great Yeah. So in that situation where you've got, let's say I know instinctively, I think this is going to be a tough one. That phraseology, that languaging you used, I I would just say that, because that was perfect by the way, the way you said it was nice and soft and gentle. Just say that at the start of the phone call. If it, if it feels right for you. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. All right. All right, Sam. Good to see you. Thank thank you very much. See you. Take care.
1: Bye-bye. All right. So uh, that's our first contestant our first attendee our first uh person who's asked me a question on the something guru show so welcome if you're new you're jumping in right now we're we're live all over the world we have lots of people in line to to jump in ask a question um my name is Ari Galper I specialize in trust-based selling where uh for 20 years I've been um on the wire like this being thrown challenges doing live calls in front of audiences of thousands of people um so I'm used to uh being on a rope like this and coming into a cold situation with a different view on things using our trust-based approach uh, if you want to have a one-on-one chat with me off the public view here just go to the link that says unlock the slash free consult. we can do a one-on-one but for now we're here on the show let's see who's next steve uh, pull, bring someone in absolutely all righty and, and look i don't look as good as vanna white if this is a game show
2: so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to up that and get my hair done or something uh, up next is Jerry. I'm going to bring Jerry on. Hey, Jerry, it's been a long time! If you could let everybody know who you are, what you're all about in your business, and then uh, your question for Ari, please.
4: You bet. Um, I work in the property casualty business—that's auto and home and toys—and with the inflationary pressures that have been going on, we're usually pretty good at uh, smoking a customer out in the first call, but. What I'm finding now is that uh, they're seeing our products as a commodity, and in our in our marketplace, um, I can't say my people can't say, "Hey, if if you think this is a commodity, you're in the wrong place," because we're a t- we're a high-touch organization. I'd like to have sort of a gentle way. Uh, I can't even use the word commodity because it's like a $10 word in their case. And I'm just wondering if you might have some languaging for for us to be able to say something like that.
1: Well, I don't want you to be in a defensive position where you have to defend yourself. Uh, that's a losing battle. So what I'd rather do, Jerry, is see if we can language for your people, the ability to connect to the customer around the importance and priority and impact of not solving their problem around insurance, what the risk is by not doing it as opposed to doing it. See, I think what's happening is you're going with the idea of we need to convince this person that we are the best choice for them, as opposed to let's go into the conversation going behind what right. I call quote, enemy lines and really unpacking the problem and, and amplifying and, and for them to realize you're the one, only person who's done that with them. I see.
4: That makes that makes perfect sense. I hadn't thought of it that way.
1: I, I mean, walk me through a scenario. <laughs> what would be a typical call that would your team would do on the phone? Is it, is it to call somebody it's a lead or an opportunity or, yeah. a buyer? or what's the scenario? It, it, it's, uh, it's just an opportunity. it's a lead
4: and uh, they'll get them on the phone and uh, what do they say uh, Well something like uh, with your permission I'd like to uh, put together some numbers for you so that you might be able to consider the possibility of improving your coverage. Okay so that's moving, moving
1: yourself, That's moving to the solution. I'm sure there's probably a part somewhere in this where they say things like, can you tell me a little bit about your situation as it relates to what you think you might need insurance-wise? And they start talking about, well, this and this and this. Tell me more about that. What's the concern? What, do you, what risk are you trying to protect here? Uh-huh. So it may be that your people are moving a little bit too quick to let us put together a solution for you as opposed to, how much are they spending time amplifying the gap and helping the other person realize this is mission critical, that they protect the their family, they protect their car, they protect their valuables. Because if something happens, they'll be in a worse spot than they are now. So it mm-hmm. might be an issue that solution-centric thinking to problem-centric thinking. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Jerry. Take care. See you soon yes sir all right welcome back to Stump the guru uh we're on a third person coming in now if you're new thanks for coming in you want to jump in ask me a quick question just go to stumptheguru.com. it forwards right into the, the, the stream yard here and you'll be in the waiting room and see we'll pull you in if we have enough time so i uh, hope you're listening hope you're enjoying taking notes we have people all over the world listening who are watching this who use uh this opportunity to to implement their own solutions to these problems so uh, come on in. Steve, who else do we have
3: back there?
2: Okay. Up next, we have Patrick. We're going to bring Patrick in and he's
1: <laughs> going to let everybody
2: as always know a little bit about you, Patrick to the universe and what you're all about, what your business is, and then your question or questions for Ari. Thank you very much, Ari, for making the time to have
5: me on your show. I really appreciate that. Uh, I'm a mortgage broker. I've been doing this for about 20 years. Uh, I represent various financial products for people, whether they're financing a home or a business, uh, uh, mortgage solution. Uh, the, the issue that I'm challenged most with recently is uh, uh, I do a lot of private lending whereby it involves a private investor uh, to help somebody out uh, for a short period of time. Uh, now private mortgages uh, are more expensive than the traditional bank uh, channel uh, products. And for example, I had somebody call me just this past week I was looking for a large sum of money and uh, was looking for it very quickly. And within 20 minutes, I had him on a phone with one of my investors. Uh, The investor agreed to do the transaction. And then after the phone call, I called and and talked one-on-one with the prospect about the actual pricing. And then he got cold free. Because we had had, uh, uh, presented his... Uh, a solution to his problem which was funding very quickly to meet the needs to close on this uh, oh,
1: pat real quick to do to, want to cut you off, but did you tell the potential client before you went to the investor what the approximate interest rate would be i gave him a
5: ballpark so he would know uh, but apparently he had uh, he was expecting his expectations were, were different than So something's not
1: right there. Something right there is where it went wrong. Yeah. Okay. Because you, if you said to him, and I'm not sure what you said, but if you said, before I contact my investor,
4: yeah,
1: on this, I want to make sure 100%, 100%, that you're okay with the range of five to seven percent of interest rate, if I get that loan as fast as today, tomorrow, today. But I, yeah. I, I'm not going to contact my investor until you tell me right now that if it's somewhere in that range, you're a green light. Actually, the range is closer to 10 to 12%. Okay. So uh, it doesn't matter what the number yeah. is. That's not the point. Yeah. The point is you. it could be that you were light in the way you said it. And yeah. then it was kind of like the hope that it will be a work itself out. But what you got to do is stop the train. Stop the show and say, now hold on a minute. I'm not going to contact my investor in, until you're comfortable with the idea and you agree in advance with me now verbally that if I yep. get you this opportunity, it's going to be 10 to 12%, but you're going to get it within 48 hours in your bank account.
5: Yes, exactly. If,
1: you, yeah. if you're okay with that, and I hear that from you now, then I will make this happen for you and investigate and get back to you. Are you committed to that? So you're, you're making the sale in advance of the sale. Okay. So you're you're
5: pre-qualifying them in advance and taking care of all the uh, potential questions or issues that may arise
1: right up front. I've always contended the sale is lost at the beginning of your process and not the end. It never was over at the end. It was over the beginning somewhere because somewhere along the way, it wasn't crystal clear what they were committing to. The lack (laughs) of clarity is what makes it
5: dicey. Yeah, because this is not like something that you can try something before you buy it. There's no test drive for this luxury car. It is what it is, the prices.
1: Correct. That's why you have to give them the range and make sure they verbally commit to you before you get the funding set up. Yeah. No surprises.
5: Getting them approved is is fairly straightforward. It's getting them to accept the terms
1: right so that means that you got to go back and really amplify the issue and the urgency and the importance of this if they can't get funded by the bank but you can fund them privately at a higher rate you can do that for them but you're not going to spend your resources and time and get egg in your face with an investor if it's going to be a no so you want to know in advance are you okay with the 10 to 1 percent range before i do this because I'm not going to bring you opportunity unless you're going to agree to it. So you're getting verbal agreement before it, the next step. Yeah, that makes sense. That will solve this problem immediately. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Don't be afraid to be courageous and take a bold stand with people like this. Let them know the facts of where they stand. And if they yeah. can't fit into it, you let them go. Yeah, that's best that way. Absolutely. That way there's no more drop off and no more hoping at the end, you know? <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I appreciate that. Thanks. All right. I appreciate it. All right, Pat. Take care. Thanks. All right. Welcome back to something guru show. We're on a roll here. If you want a chance to jump in live and ask me a question, uh, you can do that. Just go to stumptheguru.com and uh, bring me your toughest scenario. If you have an opportunity, you're stuck right now. Um, and you heard of a few nuggets in there. I talked about the idea, the concept of the sale being lost at the beginning of your process and not the end of the process. We've been top of the, over the years that we believe that the, we've made our loss of sale at the end. It's all about the close, about the end of the process. What happened? Why did I lose it? They were great for us. Well, it turns out it was lost way in the beginning because, uh, either clarity wasn't provided on the process or trust wasn't built enough. To allow them to feel comfortable moving forward, so uh, that that's part of my new book coming out next next year called "The One Call Sale," which is how to compress a sales cycle into one conversation. So you're not dragging things out and chasing ghosts and playing the numbers game anymore, but you can actually build enough trust with someone. And by the way, when I say trust, I don't mean relationship; I mean trust, which is separate from relationship building. And we can if you want to learn more about that. at a free masterclass at UnlockTheGame.com. Click on that free masterclass button and watch what I what I share with you about that on video. Um, so we'll jump back in and see if anybody else back there who wants to ask a question. See if anybody else uh, in, in the wings? Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to bring Ron on.
2: Ron, if you can let everybody know who you are, what you're all about, your business, and your question Ferrari, please. Sure. Uh, you hear me all right? Hi, Ron. Hey, how are you?
6: Good. Um, yeah, um, I'm out of the Boston area. I sell industrial supplies uh to manufacturing companies and mro businesses um the first section that i'm really struggling with is getting people on the phone and picking up or returning my call or just setting the first appointment I mean, getting somebody on the phone to set the first appointment getting to the gatekeeper and things like that that's a okay. real real
1: frust- frustrating part for me right now so are you like cold calling on a cold list or are these leads you're calling back or current clients or what
6: Everything. I have a cold call list. I have existing customer, well, an, an existing customer base list that you know people change, the business has gone away, or I, I, I've
1: taken over territory and I'm trying to generate new business. Okay. Um, so, what scenario you want to cover first? Give me, give me one situation, one scenario that you you you're up against right now that's that you're hitting a wall with. Well,
6: recently, uh, just just making phone calls and. If I get through to somebody's voicemail, I'm leaving a voicemail, but I'm like,
1: I All don't right. know. Let me ask you a question. When, when yeah. you make your calls, uh, what do you say in the phone from the beginning, word for word? So they say hello. What do you say right after that?
6: Uh, I say, I was hoping you can help me. Got that from you. <laughs> and because uh, I changed that. Before I used to say, oh, hi, Ron from
1: Atlantic Fasters. Have you heard of us? So what do you say now? I would say, "Hi, I'm Ron with Atlantic Fasteners. Have you heard of us?" I right, hold on. No, no. But what are you saying now? Is that what you're saying now? Well, yeah. That, that sometimes I mix up.
6: Sometimes I'm calling. Yeah, I, 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 I don't have it set down because I'm trying to adjust All it. Right. So that's why. Well, that's let, why let, let,
1: let me let me tell you exactly what to say every time. Okay. Hi, my name is Ron, and I'm hoping you can help me out for. A moment don't even say where you're from okay the many you say where you're from they don't recognize the name they're right. thinking what right away sales guy it's over yeah it's shut down right there yeah. even even oh. on a voicemail uh, well let, let's just do one thing at a time so okay. let, let's, okay. do, let's just let's say it's live okay yeah then they're okay. going to say, they don't know, you could be a customer, you could be, who knows, you could be anybody. So they're going to say to you in a relaxed way, how can I help you? Right. Right? That's, that's a two-way dialogue. You got a connection now. Then okay. you're going to say this, I'm just giving you a call to see if you'd be open to and then a different perspective or insights on how you address the issues of and you plug in the problems that your product helps them solve, mm, which is you basically don't, my service. Your service, sure. Okay. So, give me an example of one of the issues that your service does for people. that what, what problems go away if they hire you guys? Um, they don't have stockouts. So okay, great. Have, so, perfect. So, hold right there. Yep. So where we have, this has got to be problem-centric, not solution-centric. So I'm just giving you a call to see if you'd be open to some different ideas and insights on how to address the issue of stockouts and running out of inventory and making sure you have enough supply ready for new customers when they order. Right. Okay. And he's going to say to you, he'll say, he'll say, who's this? Or, or, or only one, they'll say two things. They'll say, who's this? Or they'll say, what do you mean? Only two ways to go on that. There's nothing in the middle, I promise. And when he says, who's this? You say, I'm so sorry. You laugh. My name's Ron. I'm with XYZ company. And we specialize in solving the problems of stock takeouts, lack of inventory, logistics. You list out all the problems that you solve, but you do not talk about your solution.
6: Right, right. Okay.
1: All right. That's that scenario. On voicemail, very similar. Hi, my name is Ron. Um, I'm just giving you a call to see if you'd be open to some different insights and ideas around issues and ways to address the stockout problems you might be having in your facility right now. Same exact, similar phraseology around the problems. So you okay. see, if you got to center the conversations around their problems, so they acknowledge the problem and they're open to solving it. Because if you start the other way around and say, "Hey, hey, we got something for you," right. It's over because they're like, it's the wrong way to begin the conversation with people. You got to start from their perspective, not yours. Okay. All right. No, I, I get that. I get that twist right there. Yeah, that that makes sense. Every call you make, even a current clients or current customers, reorders or old database people, you know, on your contact list, again, you say the same sent model is. Hey, it's Ron here with XYZ. I, you've been a client of ours in the past, and now you order a few things in the past. I'm not calling you about ordering anything new. That's the first thing you say. And they go, <laughs> oh, thank God. They're, they're so thank God that pressure's off. I'm just giving you guys a call to see if you'd be open. Same exact phrase as before. It doesn't change. There's some different ideas and insights on how to reduce your stock take ratio how to make sure that your manufacturing lines don't break down, and how to make sure you're not stock on your shelf. That's all. See, now you're you're safe to talk to because you're not trying to sell something. Right. <laughs> Once yeah. you get all the right, Ron, I'll tell you, the oceans open up, the waves open up for you because it's the approach that's the problem, not the product. It's you got to approach yeah. it around their problem. Sure. All right. All right, my friend. Hang in there and we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. We're on a roll here with the Something Gearers Show. Uh, Getting lots of great questions, different industries from mortgage industry, insurance industry, uh, other services. Uh, This is your chance, no matter what you offer, what you sell, to uh, come on in and ask a question to really unblock something holding you back that could make a big difference for you this year. And I'm here to help. Uh, in this in this capacity so let's see if we get one more two more in and we'll bring the show to a close right on the half an hour here see if anyone else back there we're gonna do something new we're gonna bring somebody back who has already
2: been on the show today and we're gonna bring sam back on and sam has another question and for everybody else that's in the queue if you could turn your cameras on please or microphone if you do have a question i could pull you in and if you don't have a question and you're just watching absolutely cool and uh sam will then be our Last participant for today. So, Sounds we good. Sam in.
1: welcome, back, Sam. Sam. Always welcome, Sam, for more questions. Hey,
3: Ari. Th- thanks again for the opportunity. I've been thinking, I've been thinking, i am thinking, okay, this one's going to get you. This is the bane of all coaching, all coaches. Um, and this is some languaging. If you can really help me around this one, people sure. engage me. This is really ironic. People engage me and they say, Sam, I want you to hold me accountable. I go, yeah, no worries, right? No, that's what a coach does. And then, you know, we, we talk about strategies and then the next session you can, you can bet something's going to come up and I'll say, how'd you go with that? And they go, Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. Right. Or, you know, they give me some nice lame excuse or whatever, but, um, you know, it, 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 I guess it happens occasionally. What do you suggest is a nice way, a nice way to, to, and I've tried different methods, but, um, to language that so that people, uh, you know, have have they, they want to take action, and you can flush out the reasons why they're not doing it. When they say to
1: you, "I didn't do it," you're gonna say,
3: "Why?" Okay. <laughs> Sounds pretty missed. They'll go, "Oh yeah, well, it, oh, look, I've been, um, yeah, I've been busy, or this, that, and the other thing."
1: So how do we? prioritize this for you, and separate out what your time commitments are so you have enough time to move this thing forward. Here's what I'm worried about, John. If we don't begin to sort out and prioritize what you're doing in, in the times you're allocating for certain things, you'll end up falling backwards and being buried by your own business. So are you are you committed to making this happen?
3: Yeah, I like that, yeah. Yeah, well, I am Ari, I am Ari,
1: you know, that's uh, been trying, yeah. Well, let, let's make it happen. Let's make this happen now. Let's now decide what your top three priorities will be in the next seven days that you will have done before we meet next time. Is that okay with you? Yeah. You got to like do this, her. Sam, <laughs> with nurturing in your voice. It can't be uh, with a whip. You, you you can't be angry yeah. or frustrated you can't have any sense of frustration with them it has to be the doctor patient relationship where it's nurturing warm and caring because they need that to be able to make the change you know what i'm saying
3: yeah i think you're- yeah i think that's part of the problem barry is i'm too warm and caring You know, like I'm on this call, I'm a bit more natural. But in that situation, you know, I'm I'm caring, I'm empathetic, and maybe I'm a bit too light. And that's why the next time we meet, they still haven't done something.
1: Well, there's delivery and lightness in how you communicate. But the real core of this is making sure they're responsible and they own the problem. As you're putting the burden on them to help them realize if you need to decide right now, is this a priority for you to to get off your plate and fix once and for all or not because if it's not there's no point in us working together so you got to be willing to walk away sam yeah if they aren't willing to own their own problem otherwise you're stretching something out that will end up breaking anyways
3: Mm. yeah i love it ari that's really good languaging i like you know i'm glad this is recorded because this is exactly what i needed and i think that approach Cause you know, I care, I care. I don't want them to spend money if it's not working for them, but at the same time, I want them to, you know, Hey, listen, this is your life. You know, this is your business. You need to do something. So I like that approach. That's perfect. Thank you. Ari. Very
1: All right. Good. All right, Sam. Glad to see you again. Uh, and that I think finishes the show unless Steve jumps back in, but thank you for uh, chiming in, listening here, learning, taking notes. Uh, this is recorded you can watch it right after the show or you can go to our website unlockthegame.com click on something guru and access our previous episodes there as well Uh, there's hours of content you can you can pull from ideas Uh, if you want to have a one-on-one conversation with me privately just go to unlockthegame.com free consult Uh, and if you want to just dive more into what we do go to unlock the game my book is there unlock the sales game grab a copy we'll mail it to you and you can jump right in and begin to change your thinking change your approach uh, to stop selling, but build trust instead. And you can do it if you're open to changing your mindset and your approach around this and learning more. So thanks for joining today, tonight, wherever you are in the world. Talk to you next time. Signing off for now.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this month's segment of Stump the Guru and that you've discovered some new trust-based selling strategies that you can apply directly to your sales process. You can get access to Ari's trust-based selling 60-minute masterclass at www.unlockthegame.com forward slash video. And if you want to go one step further, you can order his latest book, Unlock the Sales Game, and get a free one-on-one sales growth consultation at www.unlockthegame.com. Before we say goodbye for now, if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to review this podcast. It's easy. Just scroll down to the bottom of Stump the Guru podcast within Apple podcast until you reach ratings and reviews. Click one of the five stars under tap to rate to leave a rating. Thanks so much and we'll see you on the next show.